A fella who uh, uh, performed to a packed house on Friday night in New Jersey. He is a best-selling author, the co-anchor of Fox and Friends, killing it on the weekends over there at the Fox News Channel as well, and a nationally syndicated radio talk show host who was heard every morning on WABC from 10 a.m. to noon, the one and only Brian Kilmeade. Hello there, Brian. Good morning. It's news, Frank. Thanks to you guys we sold out. Uh, WABC listeners came out in droves, so I appreciate it. I know you had a great event, Tunnel to Towers. I was um, I was going to ask you how it went, but I heard from so many listeners that they were just as impressed with uh, your whole presentation as I've been when I've seen you speak. Uh, but So I, I guess it went pretty well, needless to say. Yeah, I mean, we were able to, a lot of patriotic people listen uh, and watch. So you're able to go through history uh, the correct way, have some fun, inspirational, motivational, patriotic. It's a pretty good combination uh, for the people that listen to 77 WABC, uh, watch Fox, uh, One Nation on Saturday. So it was good. I appreciate uh, you know, had our conversations on Thursday helping to, to sell out in, in Newark, New Jersey, which, by the way, is revitalized. I hadn't been there in a long time. I could not believe how nice the theater was and how nice the town is getting. Yeah, no, that's for sure. I, I have spent actually a lot of time in Newark over the last couple of years, and uh, it does it does look like a great town. I do miss a little bit of the 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 grittiness, but uh, that's a discussion for another day. Hey, uh, if people didn't get there Friday, do you have a date for uh, when you're performing again in the future in the uh, New York, New Jersey tri-state area? No, uh, just if you want to go to BrianKilme.com, get the President Freedom Fighter now and on paperback, six straight weeks on the uh, bestseller list uh, because people. Especially now that we're, did you see the story in I California did. about reparations? I, I did. It, it is uh, absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. Um, I mean, two hundred forty thousand dollars per person to pay for slavery that took place up until uh, eighteen sixty-five. I mean, how how can you possibly award people money for something that happened one hundred fifty years ago? Uh, I, uh, needless to say, I don't see a possible rationale for doing so. Let me ask you about the uh, Georgia Senate race. The last couple of months, we've spent a great deal of time discussing this. You've been down to Georgia. You've done some of the most newsmaking interviews with Herschel Walker out of anybody uh, on radio or television. Were you? I actually predicted, in spite of what the polls were saying, that uh, Herschel Walker was going to pull it out in a close race. It was a close race, but Warnock ended up winning. Were you surprised at the result, and uh, where do you think governing goes from here for the next two years? Wow. Uh, I mean, Republicans do have to revisit how they do this stuff. Um, you know, in Georgia, you know, Doug Collins was on yesterday. He says, don't think it's a purple state. It is still a red state. If you look everywhere else, it's a red state. And I think with Herschel's situation, with just two points, just two points separates it. You go down and you say, what is the difference? Uh, and, and the difference was, one, I wouldn't have taken five days off around Thanksgiving. Number two is I wouldn't have, uh, I would have had, uh, I would have out, you know what Trump did in the stretch against Hillary Clinton? He went to more states, right. more appearances, and more days. And that was the, the margin of victory. I wouldn't doubt that those little things at the end. The other thing didn't help is that he didn't straighten out his own personal, personal life situation. Stuff that mostly happened way in the past, 2007. His son obviously ranting again on social media. Uh, I, you know, about his dad never should have run. Really? His dad never should have won. Why don't you say something before he was running? And then the women that came out, that could have been the margin of victory. I don't think Warnock's particularly strong. I think Kemp comes out looking really good. I mean, evidently he performed, he overperformed in a lot of places that Kemp had this get out the vote, knock on the door 
uh, knock on door campaign, which was gave him an eight point victory against Stacey Abrams, which is pretty formidable. Uh, I think Kemp comes out a national figure. Certainly, a Senate. He's probably going to win against Ossoff, you know, in a few years. But I think that he could be a national figure. But I, if you met Herschel, he's, he's plenty of charismatic. He absolutely would have been a good center. Nothing is wrong with his intellect. Being an athlete and a business person does not preclude you from being effective. I couldn't believe the uh, some of the things that they played into racial stereotypes that he's. Uh, you know, he's not capable of doing things like that, really, because he doesn't have a degree, but he went to uh, three years of college, and uh, he's got all this practical experience. I, I didn't get some of this stuff. I mean, do you people really think that Fetterman is a great candidate? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that that's for sure. I mean, we could do a whole deep dive into what went, what happened in Pennsylvania. But two things that you said really struck me. The margin of Brian Kemp's victory in the Georgia governor's yeah. race, uh, meaning, and the fact that Herschel Walker lost, means there was a... Kemp Warnock voter, or at least a Kemp stay home voter. And you alluded to how hard Donald Trump worked in turning some of these uh, blue and purple states and counties red in 2016. The Wall Street Journal editorial board uh, yesterday is squarely blaming uh, Walker's defeat in Georgia on the Republicans' defeat in Georgia, on Donald Trump. Uh, They're saying the same thing about um, Walker's selection in Georgia that they're saying about uh, Mastriano's selection in Pennsylvania and Carrie Lake's uh, selection in Arizona, which is that by uh, Trump endorsing the more Trumpian candidates in the primaries, that also led to the least electable general election candidate being on the ballot. Do you think that's a fair criticism from the Wall Street Journal and from others who've said Similar things. Look, it, it's uh, th- sure you could say whatever you want. And you got you got something to go on there. Mastriano was terrible, and he was lazy. And uh, you know, I had him on. I go, this guy's pretty. This guy's very conversant. I talked to him in the break. I had him on the One Nation show Saturdays, and and I'm like, this guy. He goes, Brian. By the way, I'm I have a master's degree. I have a PhD in history. I'm like, oh, geez, okay. And he's you know, I'm at the state legislature, just going in his background. I go, this guy's pretty strong. Then I t- was in Pennsylvania. Uh, why was I okay? I was doing something with my book, and I met a, f- a bunch of people there. One was a major fundraiser, and he says, "Listen, I tried to help Mastriano out, like I helped out Oz." I go, "What happened? This guy's a he owns about ten dealerships." He said, "I couldn't get him on the phone." Really? When I finally got him on the phone, he was very wary of me. I had a million questions, and I said, "You're trailing by eleven points. You can't afford to blow off my fundraiser. I'm doing this for you," and I'm saying, "Okay, that's Trump's fault." I don't look at Dr. Oz as Trump's fault, really. I mean, Dave McCormick, was, I got to know him, but he was inexperienced. You, you, you know, Frank, you and I might have been saying McCormick's a great businessman, but he wasn't good on the stump. Oz was better on the stump, but he won by a, a percentage and a half. Uh, and evidently Melania pushed Donald Trump to endorse him. But listen, you're going against a lazy lieutenant governor with a terrible attendance record, an unbelievably bad mayor who then had a stroke and you still lost. I don't know if you blame Trump for that. Right. Uh, No, I I think uh, I I agree with you. And plus, you know, I noticed the Wall Street Journal didn't necessarily castigate the Democrats that ran ads during the Republican primaries boosting these extremist candidates that they said were a threat to democracy. And as an electoral strategy, at least it seems to have worked. Aaron Judge staying with the New York Yankees. A lot of New York baseball fans pretty excited. You surprised? i uh, tell you what, I started really worrying because if I, I looked at some of the sound bites as he left. He's like, I've enjoyed playing here. You know, being here was special. 
And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this guy's done. And then the booing of him, and I don't blame him. He was terrible in the mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. very good in the field, but terrible uh, with the bat. In the last few weeks, the strain to get 62 absolutely threw off his rhythm, in my humble opinion. And he was terrible in the postseason. And the Yankee fans do what they do best. They boot him. Uh, you know, like, listen, you're not performing. So I thought to myself, you combine those two things and judge loving a Barry Bonds and then the story that, that the Giants matched it and then the Padres came in late. And then I thought when the story emerged, too, that he was upset the Yankees leaked out that he turned down $240 million. And then you find out that Jeter had the same complaint on Brian Cashman late in his career that caused bitterness between them. And I thought, okay, this is a bad series of events, and the Yankees are already planning for Plan B, a massive signing, including another starting pitcher. But listen, I think in in about a month, whenever they make the announcement, I think the C goes on his jersey too. I think he is a worthy captain of uh, to fulfill Derek Jeter, to fill Derek Jeter's shoes. He's class. He's a great person, hard worker. Um, so I, I would love for him to be the next Yankee captain. I don't know how your listeners feel about it. Yeah, no, I, I think he'd be a great choice. I think he's got a lot of heart. But it sounds like, yes, you are surprised that he chose to stay in New York. Yeah, I mean, when you when he, when he played out the season, he's had those type of numbers. Uh, I thought, yeah, he's probably going to stay. And then when the season ended, the way it did, and by the way, the Yankee fans are unbelievable. The Yankee players are unbelievably frustrated. Because uh, it's not only that, I mean, they've gotten really close – uh, uh, five straight years, and they just keep falling short. After a while, you, you just know, am I going to grind this out for another 162 and then fall short again in the postseason? Maybe it's time for a fresh start. Mm. And then you bring back uh, Aaron Boone, and you bring back, uh, then you bring back, uh, you know, you bring back Brian Cashman. You think, what's going to be different? Right. Right. No, it's, it's a great question. I think uh, it's one a lot of Yankee fans are asking. I know that you are first and foremost, a soccer guy. Uh, You uh, played yourself, and uh, soccer's big in your family. You have kids that play. I have heard that you are now supporting England in the World (laughs) Cup. Is that I love the way you make this. Like Your team has discovered (laughs) through uh, exhaustive research that according to sources, this has emerged. Yes, I like... I prefer England. Uh, I I would like to see England go the rest of the way. Why? They're very similar to the Yankees. Uh, Favored to win every year. Never do. Fall, go to the Final Four. They lost in the European Championships to Italy, who didn't even qualify for the World Cup. So uh, I would love for them to do it. They got some older guys and Pierce Morgan paying me the $5,000 to to, to Tunta Towers, as well as Folds of Honor. Makes me think that uh, they have the credibility and honesty and integrity, and they invented the game. Let them win. I love to see them line up against Brazil. You know, I am uh, I'm a fan of the TV show of Ted Lasso, so I'll root for them uh, as well. That is bad logic, Frank. That is, <laughs> you have lost all credibility. I mean, you prefer a football coach coaching a national team. That's right. Uh, that's what. That's so. right. I, I think uh, I, I'm not sure how much credibility I had to begin with. Hey, let me ask you about this. You have been you were all over these um, New York uh, elections and you were the first guy to say that the New York gubernatorial race was going to be close. You were the first guy when uh, people were saying that Lee Zeldin had no chance. You were the first guy to say, no, 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 no. He's got a real chance of winning. Sure enough, the closest uh, Republican election in 20 
20 years. The only Democrat that ran for office in New York that refused to debate her opponent was Letitia James. Everybody else agreed to at least one debate with their opponent, except for the Attorney General Tish James. Tish James, also the person that released the report that sunk Andrew Cuomo. Now she's at the heart of a sexual harassment scandal of her own. She spoke about it last night on New York One for the first time. I understand the appearance, but, um, you know, whenever there is an investigation, rarely do we comment on investigations. We do not want to compromise the investigation. And it was really critically important that we protect the, uh, uh, um, the, uh, the, the individuals who were involved. And uh, there are some people, including her former opponent, Michael Henry, that are calling for a special prosecutor to be appointed and a broader probe. Where do you think this goes, if anywhere, Brian? Because your instincts have proven to be pretty good. Well, you know what? I, in terms of, I mean, they got the levers of power everywhere. I mean, it's not Governor Lee Zeldin. You know, so this is the problem. Who's going to press Letitia James, uh, who suppressed this story uh, in October that came across her desk? And she suppressed. He told the guy to go home. Says, go mm. home, work out of your house. Uh, and then next thing you know, he resigns after the election. So go work out of your house. Let's not have this emergency. So it's to no one's advantage for this to come out. So, you know, you look at what happened with the Cuomo situation. 17 women come out. He does, she does a, a very uh, public investigation. And then upon our conclusion that these women are credible, they got to stick around. Where was that transparency there? Right. So, well, and then, none. you know, let's focus all our attention on suing Donald Trump. <laughs> we want to do sue Donald Trump and his organization that you lauded, but now we're going to go look into what happened with the CFO's grandchildren going to a private school on company money. Let's put that guy in jail for five years. Let, let the carjacker and the baseball bat guy go out. Let him go out. But let's put the CFO of a, uh, a Weinberg or whatever his name is. Let's put him in jail and let's find out if Donald Trump overvalued something. Really? Donald Trump exaggerates everything, including his ratings on The Apprentice. It's part of his appeal and it's part of what real estate does. So, I mean, to me, she's losing credibility by the day. Her personal goals of being governor have never been more distant. Uh, so, I, you know, I think the New York should, should demand, some, uh, demand some integrity. Yeah, uh, le- are we having lunch next week, uh, Brian? I heard a rumor about that that we might all be true. Lunch. Wow! I, I requested. Uh, I said I would love to take WABC and the team, Justin, you. Oh, you're paying. Uh, Sid. Oh, I'm paying. Wow, this is going to be something. I'm are you kidding? To this this is going to be great. Um, you mentioned Sid. Last question, Brian. Not and- for you, Frank. <laughs> I am not paying for you. I, I don't. I, don't, I just want to make this clear. <laughs> when I hang up, I don't want to think. I don't want to get sued with your bill. No, uh, believe me, if you're going to stay up an extra six hours uh, for me, I'm paying. Well, thank you. That's the only reason I'm sticking around another another six or seven hours. Final question, though. You alluded to Sid Rosenberg. I caught him on your TV show the other day. I think a lot of people, even Sid would acknowledge this, a lot of people believe Sid may be bordering on some sort of narcissism. Is there a danger by giving Sid national television exposure that you're sort of creating a monster that the rest of us who are in the hall with him on a daily basis then have to deal with? TV psychologist uh, Dr. Drew has also called me on this same issue about Sid's narcissism. And uh, it's something I played into I don't feel good about. Uh, so, but he does excel. So for selfish reasons, I put him on television for his commentary, but I realize also feeding his narcissism makes him more intolerable in the break room, uh, <laughs> at WABC. So for that, I apologize to everybody, but I am looking selfishly at big ratings. 
and we had a big night, and Sid did extremely well. So I don't care how uh, how much his ego grows. I don't care how intolerable and hard he is for you to deal with, Frank. Uh, I'm Bri- worried about myself. Brian, i got to run way late. We'll see you on Fox & Friends. We've been listening at 10. Thank you, as always. Stay within yourself, Frank. Thank you. <laughs> to be continued. I'm the man. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. Midnight.